Yesterday was fun. <laughs> Holy crud. Yeah. You know, we, but I, I will I will give props to our city services. They were ready. Yeah, like, it was. They got half it hour. up and running. Yeah, it was very quick. And it made me sad because I really wanted to cook something on an open fire. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I could uh, totally make chili on an open fire. Like, that would be pretty cool. And it would add a smoky flavor without me having to do anything to it. Yeah. So... But you know, yeah, no, no, hey, but I'm I'm glad it's back on. I found out Andy was out out, out for hours, yeah. so I offered for him if they him and his family wanted to come over. I was like, hey, just come over because you know we know that feeling. It's not fun, mm-hmm. so you know, so it it is what it is. But holy crud! So you said you could hear it on yesterday's podcast, yep. like nice and loud. Well, not nice and loud. Oh, okay. but you could hear it. Okay. Well, I definitely would think we should soundbite that and stick it up on uh, some of our socials that we're a little lackluster on. So, um, so I did some of my slant marketing, and uh, have you looked at our Facebook page? No. Okay. We had two followers, or three followers. It was you, me, and some other rando. So, but uh, we got a couple more now. So I'm going to keep growing it and, and keep going, keep doing what I'm doing. So because, um, again, it's English speaking overseas. It's cheaper to do marketing for as far as the slant marketing side of it than just the U.S. But majority of our downloads are actually coming from uh, Northeast Coast. So hi, everybody in New York. Sorry, we're talking shit about your uh, city, but you, <laughs> you, you live there, you know. <laughs> but I will say that, you know, you guys have some amazing food. So that's that's where I'm at there. But. Yeah, and I'm glad it didn't stay longer because we had you. I mean, you guys booked the plants up here, ran everything. Because I mean, how many times you tried to come on like three times before it actually came on? Yeah. But those guys came booking down the road. I watched them. They booked down the road with a transformer, and inside of thirty minutes, brand new, brand new, up running. They were ready. So, city of Palestine, utility people, you guys rock. That's all I can say. Like the the what was it? it was the fire truck it was just creeping down the street with the lights on but without the sirens just trying yeah. to figure out where it was which one it was we knew which one it was because there's only one but it was holy crud that was that was crazy so yeah, it makes me want to like i don't know make them hot chocolate or something like i want to do something for them because that was that was amazing no yeah our, our fire department came right on the scene told those guys where to go had the had everything blocked off so that they could get there had a little bit of a traffic backup but no big deal and I th- I'm pretty sure it was more rubbernecking than anything else. And uh, our power was back on before the next branch of the tree could fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but that is, if you were paying attention yesterday, our podcast did go up late, but that's why it went up late. <laughs> kind of reason, reason for it. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. So with that, good morning and welcome to the stupid podcast on everything's morning edition where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. So it is still cold. Mm-hmm. It is not fun. We've got a truck in motion finally. Um, so we're good there. But uh, holy crud. Just one thing after another. And I half that. I, mean, I didn't expect the skinny tree in the backyard. What is that tree? What kind of tree is it? You remember? I have no idea. Okay. I didn't expect that one to be the one that was crashing down. But the other one, I mean, the other one made the biggest noise when it went down. But it just took that tree and just started a cascade effect so we'll post up the pictures so you guys can see it i'll actually do a perspective because i took a picture the day before just going oh it's so pretty look at the ice building up on the branches 
not thinking, hey, that's going to be a problem tomorrow. And uh, sure as hell, that was a problem. So. Yeah, and it's probably going to continue to be a problem as everything starts to melt. Mm-hmm. So, fun times. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what trees we have that are dead now after this. Three years in a row. I mean, that's just... Pecan trees aren't supposed to freeze at all. So... And the biggest tree we tr- biggest trees we have leaning over the house are pecan trees. So not a, not a good thing. Definitely not exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not exciting in a good way. So but uh, yeah, so that was fun. And uh, so we got a national day today. Well, it's yeah. February 2nd. What's our national day today? <laughs> it is National Groundhog Day. They're delicious if you cook them right. Okay. Oh, it's not recipe day? No. No. (laughs) It's National Groundhog Day on February 2nd. Each year asks one question. Will he see his shadow? Okay, well, maybe it asks another question. Will there be six more weeks of winter? The day is celebrated each year in the United States and Canada. Traditionally, the groundhog awakens from his nap for a nice welcome break during the winter to see if he can see his shadow. Many believe if the groundhog sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter. If this is so, he retreats into his den and goes back to sleep. However, if he does not see his shadow, the groundhog remains outside to play and people celebrate, believing spring is just around the corner. The tradition of predicting the length of the remaining winter is intertwined with the Christian holiday Candlemas. The clergy would bless candles, symbolizing the quote-unquote light of the world to give their congregations another tradition associated with this day is eating crepes germans practiced the art of predicting Mm. the winter with a hedgehog when they arrived in the united states they settled in the hills of pennsylvania and the groundhog became the official predictor and this is a a city in pennsylvania and i cannot say it and i'm not gonna try (laughs) spell it p-u-n-x-s-u-t-a-w oh punxsutawney because it's Punxsutawney Phil. Phil is the groundhog that they do it in. So, yeah, Punxsutawney. I'm not saying that. Okay. Has hosted the annual Groundhog Day event. Thousands of people come to the town on Groundhog Day for this ce- day of celebration. Although already a well-known day, Groundhog Day received widespread attention due to the 1993 film Groundhog Day, which was set in that city and portrayed Roger Renning- Renninger okay. as the groundhog. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I have pulled up some more in-detail history on it. Okay. Um, so the first official Groundhog Day celebration took place on February 2nd, 1887 in Pennsylvania. The annual ritual has roots in pre-Christian traditions and was brought to the U.S. by German immigrants. Falling midway between the winter solstice and spring equinox, February 2nd is a significant day in several ancient and modern traditions. The Celts, for instance, celebrate it as Imbolc, a a pagan festival marking the beginning of spring. As Christianity spread through Europe, Imbolc evolved into Candlemas, a feast commemorating the presentation of Jesus at the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. In certain parts of Europe, Christians believed that a sunny Candlemas meant another 40 days of cold and snow. Germans developed their own take on the legend, pronouncing the day sunny only if badgers and other small animals glimpsed their own shadows. When German immigrants settled uh, Pennsylvania in the 18th and 19th centuries, they Mm -hmm. brought the custom with them, choosing the native groundhog as the annual forecaster. The first Groundhog Day celebration was the brainchild of local newspaper editor, Clymer Frias, don't know if I said that right, who sold Mm -hmm. a group of businessmen and groundhog hunters known collectively as the Groundhog Club on the idea. 
The men trekked to a site called Gobbler's Knob. That's great. <laughs> where the inaugural groundhog became the bearer of bad news when he saw his shadow. Wow. Nowadays, the yearly festivities are presided over by a band of local dignitaries. Mm-hmm. Never seen that written down. Uh, known as the Inner Circle. Its members wear top hats and conduct the official proceedings in the Pennsylvania Dutch dialect. They supposedly speak to the groundhog in groundhoggies. That's in quotes, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Every February 2nd, tens of thousands of spectators attend Groundhog Day events and a borough, a borough that's home to 6,000 people. It was immortalized in the 1993 film Groundhog Day, which was actually shot in Woodstock, Illinois. So that's not fair. <laughs> hmm. um, and then while sunny winter days are indeed associated with colder, drier air, we probably shouldn't trade in our meteorologists for groundhogs just yet. Studies by the National Climatic Data Center and the Canadian Weather Service have yielded a dismal success rate of around 50% for Phil. Oh, so, okay, well. <laughs> but the Staten Island Chuck, on the other hand, is reportedly accurate almost 80% of the time. Hmm. So we need to stop trusting Phil. Because <laughs> even now, like this, this is from, um, this is from history.com. Mm-hmm. And then if um, you just like search up how accurate Groundhog Day actually is. Yeah. Um, it's actually closer to like 39%. Oh, geez. So definitely not <laughs> <laughs> smart to follow all of your planning for spring around Groundhog Day because it's not even a like 50-50. Like you're really mm-hmm. going to be making a bad idea. Basically, whatever Phil says, you, your, your odds are better if you bet against him is what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. You're going to be right 60% of the time if you or 61% of the time. If you go against Phil. So, yeah. Uh, good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think? Let's go for predictions. What do you think? You think we got six more weeks? Um. Well, considering that we have had this freeze again, I don't think so. Um. The last two years everybody's been talking about you know waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and we're gonna get another freeze another cold snap and because we had such a drastic one we Mm -hmm. don't we already had our first one and that's was right around christmas and then this is the second one so i understand people thinking there's a second freeze but everybody keeps forgetting when we had a first one i know so this is the second one i know the bill (laughs) (laughs) so (sighs) awesome okay so good times is what this is coming down to, so <sighs> I just I'm just tired of it. I just I would just like I said, I just want a month of seventies. I'd just be happy. One well, month. <laughs> hopefully closer to the middle or the end of this month it'll mm-hmm. actually start to be a little bit cooler because that's you know Yeah. It's always what happens. Yeah, I just I <sighs> I just, I, I just, I love pretty weather. I'm just, and there's really, there's not pretty weather going on in a lot of the U.S. right now. Yeah. You know, Wyoming has been just a crap storm and, you know, um, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, California, Utah. This has just been, this has just been a ridiculous winter. You know, Montana is always Montana. North Dakota is always North Dakota. Th- mm. That's just whatever the hell is going to happen. So, but like as far as everything else goes, you know, it's just, it's getting kind of crazy just to be in this place. So, I don't know. 
I'm just, I just want weather that'll let me go fishing, let me do work in the garden, that'll give me a reason to get the truck or get my the rental truck because right now it's just way too cold. I just don't even trust driving the rental truck, you know? Yeah. It's just, I literally, I, I've heard people coming around the corner over here off of Hodge and I hear, I hear, it's like, oh yeah, no, you cannot come around that corner fast, buddy. Yeah. You know, so a little worried about going out and thinking about getting you know, a rental truck that I'm going to have to have for a few days. So, but I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to. Honestly, I, I understand the, like the fear of like crashing it, but I also think that, you know, a Titan is also four wheel drive mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's probably And still I have good smarter. tires on it and good everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the Titan rental is a, has four wheel drive though. So I, I don't know if they make a Titan without four wheel drive. Because my Titan has four-wheel drive. Why would I look for something smaller? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, so that is what it is. And uh, I wasn't joking that they're literally, like, they, groundhog hunters would, would hunt them for their pelt and for their meat. Um, and would compare them to Nutria, which is a rodent that is an invasive species in, in uh, Louisiana, which is right next, right near us, so... We can drive a couple hours east and go get some nutrient. Apparently, I didn't even know this, but the state of Louisiana mm-hmm. will actually pay us five bucks for each one we take out. Oh. So, nutria is food. It's pelts. It's food, fur, and, you know, money. So, and there's a lot of animals that I, and I I'd actually looked at that that are that you can get paid to actually go out and hunt these animals because they're invasive species. And well, I was like, okay. I mean, I remember that we watched videos on Nutria, and mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of eating one, <laughs> but I'll give it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill it. I'm and, not against it because I, I mean, you, would you eat a beaver? Like an, the, anim- the animal, a beaver? I don't think so. What about a bear? Probably not. Rabbit? Well, well, yeah, rabbit. I want to try that. Yeah, well, I have that in the freezer. I still got to, I'm going to go ahead and start working on that, actually. But, and, well, no, the reason the reason I'm asking is just because I'm, I'm looking at everything and I'm going, okay, you know, I'd do it and, and I would try it and I think it would work out, you know, whichever way. But, but the fact that you go out there, there's no limits, by the way, when it's an invasive species, number one, there's no limits. So... You can get as many of them as you can get, and whether and 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 whatever method of of taking them out that doesn't uh, violate a city ordinance. Meaning, you can go out there with a gun, but don't go out there with like you know an elephant gun or something <laughs> that's just like boom type gun. So it's like okay, well that that makes sense. There we go. And so it's like okay, <laughs> but the thought that you know there's there's invasive species in a lot of states including texas mm-hmm. um well and yeah there's invasive species both for plants and for animals mm-hmm. well it's extremely annoying in texas but in texas for if we went hog hunting and went literally hog wild hunting mm-hmm. it's like between 5 and 40 bucks per hog so you get paid by the hog and then you get you get paid like something by the weight huh so, you know, so these people that are out there with these traps and are trapping, like, when you sit there and see them and they've got, like, you know, 200 hogs in a trap, just note those people are making bank. You know, they're sitting there with at least a thousand bucks going, ching, <laughs> right? 
So it makes it kind of cool for for those guys and for what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand it. It makes sense. But I want the young ones to do cooking and food prep and dog food and things with. But yeah, so I, w- I would. I'd have a groundhog. <laughs> I mean, 40% accuracy is not enough to keep you alive, Phil. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I hope we don't have another six weeks. I, and I hope for all of you at home, if you want more winter, I don't like you. That's That's all there is to it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, stay safe out there. Take care of yourself. So, but with like things like Nutria. Yeah. So they, they don't pay like per pound. They just pay like $5 per corpse. So, but people use their fur for all different kinds of things. Um, some people, they make weird things. Like people will make um, weird handle inlays out of their teeth because their teeth are Ew, orange. They're really, really orange. Handle inlays? Yeah, so like what? knife handle inlays, things That's like that. That's gross. That's weird. <laughs> to have a tooth handle. That's disgusting. <laughs> you think it's different than having like a tusk or ivory or something like that? Or you think that's bad too? Like, because I mean, you can get, wall. I have walrus, a walrus tusk uh, cribbage board. So. Cribbage board? Yeah, it's right up there on the on the entertainment center. So you didn't know that? Really? What is a cribbage board? It's for playing cribbage. What you, is that? It's a card game. It's a card and peg game. So, yeah, it's a fun little game. I need, <laughs> I'll have to teach you how to play it. So I'll have to, you know, de-dust on it. But, yeah, I was looking and for different animals, and here's what's crazy. Um, there's, depending on the time of year, but uh, raccoons are actually an animal you can be paid to to take out depending That's on where it weird. is it's ten dollars per tail and uh primarily it's in south dakota but it's in different states at different times depending on where they are so in california where we lived you know in vineyard we had a raccoon problem and it was like it was it was annoying they were they were bold little suckers i punted That's one so funny i had never experienced a raccoon until oh. we moved out here oh no yeah no no when when we had the recycling company get up in the morning and people would have their recyclables out and, and there was a area uh citrus heights specifically man uh, our, our drivers were fighting to get out there before the raccoons would start ripping into the bags and you know drinking people's remaining soda or whatever was you know wow. in the cans and all that stuff a little bit of cat food and things like that um but illinois south dakota and all over all over the country just a lot of different places um between ten and one hundred and fifty dollars, if you want to hunt down skunk. Mm. So you know, it's just uh, kind of interesting. But like in Vernon Hills, um, which is uh, Chicago, so near Chicago, there, they were literally giving at one point seventy five dollars per skunk in that area because they were so invasive and so bad. People's dogs, cats, you know, just their their pets and everything were just getting sprayed, and you know, skunks are. They're beautiful animals. We at one point were looking to see if we could have one as a pet. Uh, so <laughs> why? Because they're gorgeous and they're cute and adorable. If you ever actually saw somebody who had a pet skunk, you'd want a pet skunk. So I think it's one of those things that Lily would actually have like lost her mind. I, if we'd I feel had a like pet we skunk. talked about this with yeah. her before. Yeah, like there was were, a video somewhere. They the scent gland, and and so and you raise them from babies, and they're literally just you know like a cat. So that's mm-hmm. that's weird. <laughs> but um where's the other let's see oh here's the weird one no the weird one to me was that beavers were considered invasive species like in mississippi and, and iowa i'm like that's the mississippi river yeah i never understood that but i remember there being like a 
an actual like issue and that was a reason like why like they were i don't know i remember hearing something about that about mm-hmm. that being like they were doing it like they were started hunting them and everything and then it actually started being a problem because then they started running out of beavers mm-hmm. so yeah uh, so you just you, you think about animals that like some of the animals that are on the list you are like wow these animals were were or are endangered at some point so it's crazy but like in idaho 25 bucks a tail for wolf so what yeah well, and, and the problem that they had was because they 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 protected them, right? And they because they were a protected species, they were well, at one point they were almost shot to extinction. And then what happened was all the small rodents, rabbits, rats, mm-hmm. the things that, that the wolves they just went nuts. Yeah. Rabbits don't need any time. Rabbits are like, oh, yeah. All right, you come back from this commercial break, we're gonna make great grandchildren, you know? <laughs> That's the way rabbits work. And so, you know, so they were like, oh, crud. So they reintroduced wolves and or just stopped hunting the wolves. And the wolves were like, oh, well, we're dogs. And so we give rabbits a run for their money. And then it got up so bad. And it was literally it was uh, 2011. Um, they were offering upwards of a thousand dollars per kill on the wolves because they were just so prolific and encroaching you know they're wolves they they go where they're going to go mm-hmm. and all of a sudden mr fluffy bottoms has disappeared and you don't know where it is and you know your screaming wife's like ah and so um but just just since 2011 the state's paid uh over two hundred fifty thousand dollars on wolf bounties uh, so that's crazy now i remember that specifically with the like the bunnies going crazy i remember there being like a big story mm-hmm. like documentary about how they had introduced rabbits in like australia or something like yeah. that oh yeah yeah and yeah. then they because they wanted to hunt and what they were hunting you know the the country was getting really upset about so yep. then they brought rabbits yep thinking hey you know you want to hunt here you go hunt them all you want we won't get mad at you and then it yeah it didn't work out there was not enough of a demand for hunting Mm -hmm. for them to keep the rabbit population down check yeah and so then they started going crazy and they actually have like some crazy big super long real fence Mm -hmm. in australia because of that and so they keep all of those rabbits on one side, and it's just, like, insane. They're incredibly invasive now. Australia, the people who do stuff in Australia are generally stupid. That's all I can think of. Because they do the same thing. They have cane toads. Cane toads are, are they're a poisonous toad that has no, no, um, uh, no you know, known uh, natural predators, right? And so they just went nuts. Hold on. So... Cane toads were introduced, and of course, because, you know, people always know best. We talked about it yesterday, just trying to end the world type situation, right? Mm -hmm. In 1935, um, they were brought from Hawaii, and they were brought to start uh, uh, dealing with the cane beetles. And the cane beetles were brought from Hawaii, because sugarcane was brought from Hawaii. And so they brought the sugarcane down from Hawaii to to this region, uh, northern region of uh, Australia, to harvest cane to make sugar cane right and to make mm-hmm. sugar and so of course you know you do that enough and they would get beetles and the most prolific was the the cane beetle but they also got the french uh, french's beetle so and you know the but the french's beetles are native to australia and you know they just went nuts because all of a sudden you know hey we got all the sugar cane and everything else um and it had become a major source of income 
in Australia. Mm-hmm. And so some genius said in 1935, hey, we got these cane toads. Let's go ahead and bring them on over. I'm sure we'll be fine. What could go wrong? And the cane toads literally not only got rid of all the beetles, they started getting rid of everything. And then things would eat them because things were like, hey, what's this? It's a, it's a moving thing. I'm going to eat it. And here's the thing. Cane toads are poisonous. Oh. And, and cane toads, one of the few frog uh, amphibian species, right, that literally they they sprayed them with pesticide and they were like and the cane toads were like meh we're good (laughs) like no we need to kill you now we're okay so they so you know but australia no they have they have a there's groups of volunteers because they couldn't afford to pay for them there's millions and millions and millions of these things because nothing eats their their eggs nothing eats them growing up and they're very well, you know, prolific. So a uh, a single couple of cane toads. Let's take a look. Um, can do upwards of sixty two hundred eggs oh. in a single in a single little bonka bonka bow chow. And uh, so yeah, so now they're they're literally uh, the north north uh, east corner of australia has a cane toad blight so so yeah so i just you know and we're sitting here like oh you know and and here's the one that gets me and i'll just say and we'll 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 end it on this one but what is the most beneficial rodent that we know of eats thousands and thousands of ticks every year does not eat animals does not attack people has rarely ever and i mean rarely ever are there any uh, documented cases of it actually biting people? Is it a possum? Yep. Yeah. But in South Dakota, ten bucks a pop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like they're like meh. We literally they they and they and and the reason for it is because they they don't do anything to people, right? But they do go after duck and pheasant nests, so the eggs. And so they were literally, you know, they went after them just to reduce the number of, of birds nests. And that's what they're doing right now. But let me explain to you something, South Dakota. Lyme disease is a bigger issue <laughs> than, you know, possums making your hunting days a little shorter, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like just crazy. So, yeah, but that's where that is. And with that, thanks for joining us this morning on the Stupid Podcast on Everything. Where again, I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we just want you guys to stay safe out there. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.